Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Monday. More importantly, it is the start of the off-season program in Green Bay. The Green Bay Packers back at it after some time away. Various parts far flung around the world, no doubt, for some of the gentlemen in question. Players all descending on Green Bay. And, of course, it was snowing this morning, which mm, makes it perfect. Uh, Off-season program kicks off just meetings and conditioning work. There's nothing on the field yet. That's phase two. This is phase one. Uh, they're just in meetings and doing conditioning. So don't get you know visions of plays being drawn up and run on a football field anytime soon. Uh, but it's great to see the guys back in the building, back at Lambeau Field. And uh, QB1 in the house. Jordan Love arriving earlier this morning. It's a little different in regards to QB1 being at the start of the offseason program than it has been the last few years around Green Bay. Now, obviously, Jordan has been there as QB2, uh, but now he's QB1, and he's uh, in the house. It's great to see. It's a new era, turning of a page, new dawn. Pick your metaphor. A little bit of news earlier this afternoon as Yash Nyman has signed his second-round restricted free agent tender which ensures that he will be with the Packers in 2023, and he'll be netting a little over $4 million. It's a nice little get for Yash. Uh, not bad for a former undrafted free agent. Um, and it's nice for the Packers to have some stability there at right tackle. Certainly, I think tackle is still in play with a premium pick in this draft, but this does give them a little bit of you know solidity, solidifies the right tackle position in case they are unable to grab somebody. The board doesn't fall a certain way and they come out of this draft without a tackle, they know they have a guy that they can count on there on the right side. Um, and who knows, maybe this even gives them the kind of the push they need to allow Zach Tom to compete at center. We shall see. Good to see everybody in the comments section. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you all had a great weekend. So good to see everybody. Gary's here. Of course Gary's here. Moonman, what's up? The boys are back. What does this workout consist of? Weight room and meetings? Uh, yes, essentially, exactly that. Weight room and meetings. Like I said, there is nothing being done on any field just yet. That's phase two. Uh, and then phase three will be uh, OTAs, which begin late May, I believe, May 22nd. So sometime well after the draft. That's when hopefully we'll get to see them on a, a football field uh, if you're in the area. Usually they have one uh, or maybe two uh, of these OTA slash minicamp practices open to the public. I will say that I found it interesting on the old Packers website there where they kind of laid out the offseason program. The last line in the piece, and I think it was a post by Wes, says, you know, uh, any public practices, if any, will be announced at a future date. Like there was the if any was thrown in there, like there might not be any. Oh, okay. The only publicly owned team, quote-unquote, no public practices. I get it. I see how it is. Closing her up. Closing her up more and more every year. Dale, how you doing, man? Good evening from London. Good evening from New York City. I hope you're doing well. It was very rainy and misty this morning, reminiscent of London. Um, but now it's all sunny and breezy and lovely. It's like 65 now in New York, so very un-London-y. How we doing, folks? We got Coach. What's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Jordan Love, A New Hope. I like it. If Packers players were Star Wars titles, I'm down with it. Folk, what's up, man? If Ryan, what if Ryan is a player? 
Funny you should ask that because I was literally texting with someone with the Packers this morning about that very subject. Uh, really anxious to find out what they have there, if anything. You know, it's really disappointing that last summer he couldn't really get himself into the mix with the starters at all. You know, it's a third round pick. You would hope he'd at least be competing, right? And he was consistently with the twos and threes throughout camp. Then, of course, season was ended prematurely by that six-game suspension. Hoping he hits the ground running here in the offseason. We get to see him in the mix come the summertime training camp. And I'd love for him to turn out to be a player. That'd be great. you got to think they're going to be looking at him at guard, most likely. That's where he ran most of last summer. Um, but, yeah, it's a big mystery at this point. It's hard to say what they got there because they haven't really seen him. Not very much of him, anyway. Here's hoping. Pack Daddy, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Montana Young, Drunken Miller. Manning, Luck, Brissett. I'm glad we had a better plan in place. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to ding the Colts, though. You know, I mean, Luck you know, retired kind of out of nowhere. I don't, I mean, it was their GM's fault. We're not really helping him out there with the offensive line and subjecting him to years of beatings. But, I, I, you know, it's hard to, for me to kill the Colts just because I don't think they really expected Luck to up and retire. Uh, now, uh, you know, the 49ers, yes. I think Jordan Love is a much better plan than Drunken Miller. No question about it. Steven, thanks for the Super Chat. Hey, Nags, do you think trading of Buda Baker is a legit possibility? Would our cap space or lack thereof even allow it? Uh, Steven, I don't because of exactly that. Um, you know, I'm sure he is happy to play ball with a team that would be looking to trade for him. Uh, mostly I think he wants out of the Arizona situation, but I would suspect he still wants to get paid, you know, and wants a legit contract. And in years gone by, I would have said there was a possibility in Green Bay of working something out. If a guy really wanted to go chase a ring, he would probably take a little less to go to Green Bay and play with Rodgers and chase that ring. It's a new day in Green Bay. Even that remote possibility, even though that hardly ever materialized, even that remote possibility now is pretty much out the door with Aaron Rodgers. You know, I, Buddha's not going to come to Green Bay for some rebuild, you know, which is essentially how Green Bay is going to be viewed around the league. Now, I don't think it's a complete teardown job. Obviously, they've got a lot of talent left on this roster, but I think the perception outside the building is very much going to be, you know, well, good luck to you on your rebuild including Buda Baker, who, for that reason, is probably not going to want to come to Green Bay. But we'll see. Stranger things have happened. But, yeah, I think uh, all of that, coupled with the fact that the Packers are uh, going to be pinching pennies, uh, right, especially after they – cap pennies, anyway, especially after they trade Rodgers. Um, I just don't see it. Abdul, thanks for the Super Chat. Hey, Aaron, I know first-round running backs are highly discouraged – but with this likely Jones' last contract, would you pick Beyond Robinson if he's there at 15? They're saying he's the best running back since AP in 2007. I wouldn't. But Brian Gutekunst literally took a running back in the second round, what, four years ago? Three years ago? So I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't think he ever would. If he loves the player, it's not going to surprise me. And I've seen this conjecture kind of a couple times, I think, in the last couple days here on Twitter. I, look, I would never do it. I would only ever pick running backs in the, on the third day. The, the, the evidence is so clear that you can get that production. You can get tons of production from guys that you can get, you know, on day three, fourth round or later, 
hell, Aaron Jones, one of the best offensive weapons in the league is a day three guy, you know? And I'm not saying that it's impossible. I'm not saying that they would never do it because, like I said, they took A.J. Dillon in the second because they love the player. You know, if he loves this cat, I'm not going to sit here and say he's never going to do it. Um, I, I, do, I wouldn't do it is what I'm saying. I can't say that for Brian. Who knows? Marshall, what's up, man? Hey, Nags, correct me if I'm wrong. The trade is being held up over the 13th pick. Well, first of all, I can't really correct anybody on anything when it comes to the trade for Aaron Rodgers simply because I'm not privy to the actual information. I know there's been reporting out there, um, but from what I've read of said reporting, the 13th pick really doesn't feel like it's in play. Um, I think it's much more so about what Charles Robinson reported, Charles Robinson out of Yahoo, who was on with Jason Wildey about a week or so ago, 10 days ago. And he was saying that it was, you know, a second this year and a unconditional first in 2024. And that's what's kind of bothering Woody Johnson and the Jets. So, yeah, I don't think, from what I've read and heard, it sounds like the 13th pick isn't the holdup. It does sound like it's having a no-strings-attached first-rounder uh, for a guy who was, quote, 90% retired. Huge eye roll out of the back of my head. Um, what's up? How we doing? Late to the party, but OTAs with QB1 in tow. Hmm, this feels different. Cheers to everyone. What's up, Jacob? Dell, yes, they have $20 million in cap room at the moment pre-trading Rodgers. That is correct. I would have that after the trade. Um, and then you got to pay your draft class. And then you want to sign guys most likely that are, you know, coming up on the final year of the contract. Maybe an A.J. Dillon. Maybe Rashawn Gary. The list continues. That $20 million is going to go away real quick. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Jeezy Baby, thanks for the Super Chat. They say offense has changed. Is there a change soon back to smash mouth football? Seems like teams are building offensive lines since Ds are built different than the past. Jeezy Baby, a bit. I would say a little bit. What is interesting is, you know, yes, football is such a circular, cyclical game, right? There was a very long stretch where spread formations and getting guys out in space and kind of like utilizing the width of the field in the passing game was all the rage. And then to your point, lots of defenses started to get much more athletic up front, not just to rush the passer, but to be able to then dart out and get out in space and, you know, limit those explosive plays on some of the run solutions that the Packers like to run or straight up wide receiver screens, the tunnel screens and things like that. Now, sometimes those are still successful, but it's been a lot less as of late, again, because defenses have adjusted both in scheme and the types of players they have. So with all that said, I think, yes, we've already seen some of that, right? Um, Aaron talked about this at his locker last year in regards to the amount of too high being played around the league, too high shell safety looks, right? I think the more you see that, the more you are going to see teams not only wanting and trying to run the football, but needing to. I mean... You have to be able to run against a too-high look. You absolutely have to. And I think the more too-high we see from defenses, the more the running game is going to play a part, and teams are going to try, you know, at least to kind of, quote-unquote, establish it. I don't think this is ever going to return, this league is ever going to return to smash-mouth football completely, simply because the rules are so, so heavily favored towards the offense, especially in the passing game. And that's by design. They want points. They want yards, whatever. Interesting, interestingly enough, though, 
last year, scoring league-wide was way down. You know, and a big part of that is because defenses were able to limit a lot of explosive plays. Explosive plays were down. Why is that? Lots of too high. Much harder to generate those explosive plays down the field when you got too high safeties to go with, to deal with. Whether that's cover two, whether that's two man, that's much tougher. You know, lots of drives of eight, nine, ten, twelve plays where defenses are saying, "Okay, you're going to have to drive this field, and you're going to have to do it without screwing up one time." It's hard, man. It's real hard, as the Packers can attest. You know, so you know it's a long-winded way of saying I think. A bit, you know, I think teams have to figure out ways to move the football. And the best, most effective way to do that against all this too high defense is to run the football. But, again, the the league is so clearly set up for the passing game. And, and look, it's no mystery. I mean, you look at the Chiefs, who are the current Super Bowl champs. They could run the ball. They're pretty damn effective at it. But, come on, you've got Patrick Mahomes. You've got really talented, not world beaters, but talented wide receivers. You're going to throw it around the yard. You know, and I think a lot of teams want to find that balance. So I'm fascinated to see how much the Packers lean into it this year because they did run the ball. As much as I joked about run the fucking ball with the T-shirt and whatever last year, the Packers did run the ball quite a bit, you know, um, probably more so than Aaron would have liked. I'm interested to see now with a new quarterback, first-year starter, does Matt continue to kind of lean into that? Because I think that's, A, a smart thing to do, and B, can help open up, and this is what I – always say and said till I was blue in the face last season, if you can be effective with your running game, it opens up and helps your quarterback so much. And that's not to say that you can't be successful throwing on first down, because I think you can. Bill Walsh said easiest down to throw is first down, and I agree. But a running game, an effective one, an efficient one, especially for a first-year starter, it's only going to help. So we'll see. I'm fascinated to see how it plays out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Brilliant. Uh, Andrew, thanks for the super chat. This year has another feeling of us being able to do what we want in the draft again. In the first, we will have the capital to move up if we want or sit if we want. Goody won't overspend. I like it. I agree, especially on that last part. You know, I think he's done a good job value-wise. Like, I keep going back to his first year in charge, right? When he dropped down and then got back up and got Jair. Uh, he played that pretty damn well, you know, and I think he's done a good job of that, especially, er, you know, first round early in their draft. Obviously, the third round has been a bit of a bugaboo, but I think for the most part, he's done a good job there, and he hasn't had to overspend. Now, I think the one instance where you would have maybe held your breath in that regard was the trade-up for Watson last year, right? But early returns would suggest that was pretty damn prudent. So, yeah, I'm with you. 
I think it sets up nicely. Uh, Abdul, thanks again, man. Aaron, what three players would you be ecstatic with at 15? Another conversation I had earlier today. Um, I love the kid out of Tennessee, the tackle, right? I mean, now we've got Yash back in the fold. Who knows? At tackle. Uh, I'd love Skronsky, and I know everyone's saying he's a guard, and maybe he is. I just love him as a football player. I'd love him. Um, and then Washington, the tight end from Georgia. Those are my three that I would just absolutely love. Kind of an outsider, uh, outside guy, just because we're all sick of defense, and I, you know, I'm kind of in that boat as well. But I'd love Moses, the uh, uh, the edge player. I think he'd be good too. But um, for all the, you know, wanting to get new toys or new weapons for Jordan Love, I'd love Washington. That would be great. I don't think they would make that pick, but I'd like it. Tyler, thanks for the super chat. Did we secure a BJ Raji guest spot for the draft show? Hope Crabtree is back as well. Can't wait. Tyler, uh, I did I did not talk to BJ Raji. I did talk to Tom Crabtree. He's hoping to make it. Uh, no promises yet, but uh, we're hoping he'll join us a week from Thursday. And if you guys haven't heard, we will be live streaming all throughout the draft, all three days, all seven rounds, because it's what we do here at Cheesehead TV, including on the first night, I will be joined by Kenny Clark, John Kuhn, David Bakhtiari, and a number of other guests from around the Packers blogosphere. Really hope you'll tune in. It's always a good time. We do it every year. This year, unfortunately, Corey Banke will not be joining me on the first night. He's going to be traveling. Maybe he checks in at some point, but uh, I'm holding down the fort by myself, folks, so I'm going to need your help. Hope you can stop by. And carry the G-Club members here on YouTube and Patreon members. Be on the lookout for information to join the Zoom. You guys get to hang out with us all night and get to ask questions of our guests. And It's generally a good time. And who knows, maybe on day three, Corey will join us and he'll have an old school banky rant. Cheesehead, thanks for the super chat. A Packers QB at voluntary workouts? That's new. Indeed. I mean, Aaron did the same thing when he started. And Brett was staying away. Time is a flat circle, man. Time is a flat circle. Oh, that's an interesting question, Blake. Is decision-making for quarterbacks a learned learned and developed skill, or is it one of those skills that you either have or you don't? What's your take on Jordan Love's decision-making skills? I'm fascinated to see how it plays out. I know he had a rough go of it his last year in college, but I also know that he lost the majority of his coaching staff and pretty much all the talent around him. So I think he was forcing it, trying to make stuff happen. There's no doubt about that. But now he's had three years to sit. I think there is some capacity to learn there. There's an ability to kind of kind of take what's given and go through your progressions, but also knowing that in the flow of your drop, you know, getting to the top of your drop and you see that first guy breaking open, you let it rip. And I think we saw that last summer from Jordan, a little bit of it against Philly. But as I keep kind of reiterating again and again, every time I talk about that game, you got to remember the context of the game in Philadelphia where he comes in and they are protecting a lead, a two-score lead when he comes in. You know, that's a very different defense than he's going to face week in and week out as a starter, people who have all offseason and or all week to game plan for him. It's going to be different, and that's when we're going to start to see where he is in his decision-making. But, you know, for the most part, I've seen a kid who, from the moment he was drafted, has gotten better every summer, including in that regard, and I think Tom Clements played a big part in that last year and hopefully will continue to do so now that he's back in Green Bay, so... Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's one of those things that you can't really get a handle on until you get, you know, at least 
eight or nine games, games into a kid's career, you know. But I will say that, you know, we've seen guys who have had trouble with it early and then straighten it out a bit, although it's funny watching Josh Allen last year. I mean, he really kind of reverted to form at times, throwing the ball into danger. I don't know if he'll ever get, he'll ever get rid of that and just because of his arm and he's so talented. Reminds me of one Mr. Brett Favre in that regard. But I think we have seen guys, you know, in the history of the league who are able to kind of rein it in and figure it out. And hopefully Jordan's the same in that regard. Uh, what else we got here, folks? <laughs> Brandy. LaFleur made me wince in pain when he said he brought Barry back because he wanted consistency. Consistently pissing me off. Oh, Brandy, that's epic. I love it. Look, I've said, man, it's uh, it's his gig, right? And he's tying his fate to Joe at this point. He's got a year, probably a year of grace period because of the change in quarterbacks. But he doesn't want to be hiring and firing guys every offseason, especially coming off a year where they did have a lot of guys in the coaching ranks, you know, leave. And he had to promote people and bring people in. I think he just doesn't want to have that every year, every offseason. And he likes Joe and trusts Joe. And I think he did see improvement there towards the end of the season. Um, the problem is, of course, we saw great improvement at the end of the last season. And then they came out like a stinking pile of garbage there in week one in Minnesota. So I just, I mean, I get it. His, it's his gig. He gets to run it how he wants. He's probably got a year to kind of make sure that that's the right call. But look, here's the thing. If Joe's defense falters again and they can't work it out and they look kind of lost and get run all over like they did in Philly and generally aren't up to snuff when it comes to the amount of talent they have on that side of the ball, I think, yeah, then that we'll see the end of Joe Barry. You know, but then... Matt's officially on the hot seat, and whoever he hires as coordinator, he's got to make it work. So, you know, I'm not saying that it's the right call. I'm just saying I understand it. I, I get where he's coming from. All right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then make sure you check out the Cheesehead TV 2023 Pro Football Draft Guide. The draft guide from the Packers' point of view, the link to purchase one is in the description of this video. Thank you to everybody who already has. A uh, little, little uh, programming note. On Wednesday night, Joseph, who some of you may know, who put together our big board for the draft guide, uh, and who joins us every year um, on the dra draft live stream with his board and talks about prospects and who he thinks the Packers should take. We all love Joseph, and he's going to be joining me Wednesday night for a live draft Q&A. So if you got draft questions, make sure you stop on by Wednesday evening. It's going to be a lot of fun. Me and Joseph, I'll be kind of moderating the questions, and Joseph will be answering them because we all know I know jack shit about the draft. Um, but if you're around Wednesday evening, stop on by. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, in the meantime, please hit like, hit subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. Uh, 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 uh.